Welcome back to Basically Anxious, your favorite Zillennial podcast. Hello, everyone. Today, we are back with a very long overdue Tea Talk episode, and I'm honestly super excited for today's episode because I feel like there's just a lot going on and just like a lot of very different things going on. So I'm excited to just get into some of the recent tea. But before we do that, are there any updates you want to share from last week? Anything new on your mind? Not really. Um, I'm like just so excited for you to come. Yeah. And by the time this has been released, you will have already left, which is sad. <laughs> um, but no, nothing, nothing to report. Lots of lots of stuff going on in the world. Like I'm very excited yeah. to get into this, but what about yeah. you? Um, I do want to share Ching and I took a pottery like wheel throwing class this past weekend and it was so much fun. Like it was just like the perfect activity. We did it for her birthday. It was also really hard, Um, but I definitely want to go back and I feel like I just like hadn't got to like, I don't know, I guess flex my artistic muscle for a very long time and it just felt so good and it was just so much fun. Um, And then also too, another thing I've been doing with Ching is we started our Chinese class and we've done like two classes so far and it's been so much fun and I really like it. I really like our teacher and again, it's just been like a really nice thing for Ching and I to do together. So those are the highlights from last week. How cute. I love that. Have you done pottery before? No, like never. I think I've, I mean, I've done like, um, I don't know. What's it called when you just build it with your hands and not the wheel? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I've like done that before, Okay, but, but never like, like in like high school or anything. I don't think so. I'm like, maybe, but I, I don't recall. <laughs> I did it. I have a very vivid memory of doing this, um, in middle school and I loved it. I was like not good at it by any yeah. means, but I, it was, it is such a unique experience mm-hmm. and it's so therapeutic. I get why yeah. people get hooked on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, it's a very, very fun experience. I'm glad you got to do that. And your little, um, bowl came out so cute. Yes. Did you get it back yet? It's definitely lopsided. Um, no, it's going to take a little while. Cause it was a very like, um, very small, like very small family owned studio. So they were like, this is going to take like a while. And I was like, that's fine. I'm in no rush to drive back to Everett to pick this up. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Totally. Well, very fun. And love to hear that the classes are going well. How does it feel to be back in school? Horrible. Just (laughs) (laughs) no, it's good. It's just it's super chill. And I mean, there's like homework and stuff, but it's not like it's fun because it's what you want to do. Right. Like you're in school for exactly like you picked exactly what you wanted to do and you're getting to do that, which is exactly exactly. So it's good. All is good. Well, very cool. Um, well, let's get into it. First topic is um a hot top it's been a hot topic for a while on on social mm-hmm. media specifically tiktok yeah but there's like this like wave of like what's the right like there's this like very um popular conversation around working in tech mm-hmm. and there's a lot of different opinions surrounding it lynn and i both work in tech for very different you know you're in like real estate tech, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm in financial technology. So very different like subcategories of the industry, but still very much tech. 
um, and also in non-technical roles. So Mm -hmm. I feel like our perspective is, would be, I don't know, interesting on this, but um, do you want to kind of explain what like the conversation has looked? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like this actually kind of might tie into like our previous episode of just talking about like the whole trend of like the nine to five and the five to nine. And I feel like this kind of at least for me, the content that I see kind of goes along with that. And a lot of the content I see is basically these young women kind of, you know, selling a lifestyle and selling an aesthetic of, you know, this is what it's like to work in tech. This is like my routine as a woman who works in tech, X, Y, Z. And essentially, I think that trend had been like gaining in popularity, especially, you know, because of TikTok being like for the younger generation. And these are like now the roles that people are coming into and like the fields that people are discovering. But I feel like as it's grown, I guess, I think it was maybe like a week or two ago, there was this one creator. I think her name was Michelle. She has actually since deleted her video. I went oh. and looked today, which I thought was very interesting. But well, she, she said anything bad per se. It was just no. like it's controversial naturally. Right. And essentially, she was saying she was basically talking about using the term "working as like working in tech" and criticizing it for being like a blanket term to describe how all of these younger generations are describing like their roles and essentially having it be misleading mm-hmm. to you know the type of content and for the people who are selling this aesthetic and like this lifestyle of like so attainable and so like oh wow that's like how like I want to live my life in tech right yeah is misleading and essentially she got a lot of criticism for even kind of bringing that conversation to the forefront a lot of people like I think a lot of her a lot of the critique I heard was people being like people don't know the difference between being like in the industry like the difference between like job families etc etc I initially when I saw her video I didn't really even like process it I just was like oh that's another interesting video yeah and just then an I started take. getting like all of this feedback get all and the I stitches was like, yeah whoa 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 um so I would love to know what your initial thoughts were when you kind of like saw all of this coming up yeah so I saw all the stitches or the duets mm-hmm. to it um and then I went back and watched most of her video um I don't think she should have deleted it. I think it it prompted a really interesting conversation. One that's really not that serious. Let's just remember that. Like pretty much nothing we're really going to talk about this episode is like that serious. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, here's the thing. I've I've mixed opinions. I think we we might have mentioned this before. I think I have a mixed opinion about this conversation of tech in social media right now. I don't have like a tech background. Like I didn't get Mm -hmm. a major in anything that was like going to be specific to tech. I never envisioned myself being like, oh, I work in tech, like whatever. Um, So take that with a grain of salt. Here's the thing. All of the girlies who were like a day in the life of a girl who works in tech, like it's so easy to be in tech. Anybody can be in tech. Look at all the non-technical jobs that are in tech. And they're like, look look at how little work I do every day. That was a little bit frustrating to me because I'm like, that is specific to you probably. And that's probably because you work in, I don't know, like talent acquisition or HR or something like that. For a lot of our other roles in tech that are still non-technical, you're working the full eight hours of day. There's not that Mm -hmm. much flexibility in it. And so I was getting a little bit frustrated in the the light that they were like painting Mm -hmm. these roles in. And I felt like they were like, 
kind of downplaying how important non-technical roles are in tech companies. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it was just like a little bit, I don't know, given how intense my job is. And like, I never have, I never, I will never run out of work to do in my role. Um, it was like a little bit frustrating that like how they were like painting it. And I was like, I feel like you're giving a very specific experience and painting. It's like the overall experience for non-technical roles in tech. Um, however, telling someone that like, they can't say that they work in tech just because they have a non-technical role. They're not like an engineer does kind of piss me off because there's no tech company without everybody else. Like you, Mm -hmm. without sales, without customer success, without HR, without, you know, I work in customer experience without the, like all of those people who are in non-technical roles, like there's no tech company. Like I, I, I think they're equally as important and some are more disposable than others, but I don't think you get to like say to someone that like, they're not allowed to say that they work in tech However, like, again, there's a lot of this or that Mm -hmm. or whatever. Whenever I tell someone like, oh, I work in tech, it feels weird because like, in my mind, I think you and I like grew up to like, we were kind of conditioned to think if someone says they work in tech, they work like in the literal technology part of it. Like the, like the engineers and stuff like that. Um, like the very technical roles or like coding or whatever it is. Um, I always in understood that to be what tech is. So when people said Mm -hmm. that they were like, I work in tech, but now when people ask me like what I do, they don't care that I work in customer experience. They want to know like the the thing that's going to be most interesting to them. So if Mm -hmm. you work in marketing, but it's at a tech company, I think it's probably more interesting to say I work in marketing than in tech, but I work in customer experience. That's so broad. That so means literally nothing to anyone but yeah, I say I work in tech. And then if they ask more specifics, I'll of course give them more specifics of what I do and how I, you know, fit into working at a tech company. But even I battle with feeling like it doesn't really like, it's not really mm-hmm. like I'm, a, I battle with feeling like I'm allowed to say that I work in tech, mm-hmm. but there's no like rule, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know. I don't think it's like important like that important that we like need to overthink it. But I do think it prompts an interesting conversation. And I think it's interesting that the conversation around non-technical jobs and tech have evolved in this way. Um, because I do think like, I've always felt a little bit like conflicted on like when people ask like, what do I do? Like, am I allowed to say I work in tech? Because I don't mm-hmm. really work like in the technical part of it, but I work so closely with the engineers, like with the people building the product so closely to them that like, it is very, very, my job is very tech focused. Like, it's not like I'm just like writing emails all day. Like, Mm -hmm. I I mean, not that that's not that that disqualifies you from saying you work in tech or anything, but like, there are a lot of aspects of my job that are very, very technology focused. Um, Mm -hmm. and especially when you're working in a role like mine, where you have to understand the product inside out to then problem solve and troubleshoot with people. Like that's pretty technical. That's like, you know, I don't know. I'm rambling at this point, but I I think there's a validity to what she's saying. I also think it's, I've always felt a little bit like distaste towards the conversation about like non-technical roles in tech. And I also think that everyone's equally as important and we really shouldn't be like telling people what they can and can't identify with or like get into or not get into. I just think we need to be cautious of overgeneralizing our personal experience, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, 
I would agree with like pretty much all of what you said and especially the part of just there's so many like components to it because I hadn't really even thought about it in terms of like I guess and you know this might have to do with just like our different feeds and what we're seeing like I feel like the videos that I see of women in tech are them really like not saying that like oh you know like this is like how easy my day is it's more of like these are all the perks I get and like this is like all that I do in a day kind of thing again I also saw this criticism that was like um these kinds of like videos are perpetuating just like the narrative that like those who are in not actual technical roles like in those engineering and developing roles this whole narrative of just like the young like hot girl like millennial woman like perpetuates that narrative of like those roles being historically and traditionally like seen as like boring and like nerdy and like not creative and whatever which was something that I also had not thought of either and I first was like I don't understand the connection to this um but I just thought it was really interesting because some of the critique too that I have seen is from people who are in those actual technical like by definition technical roles being like this just kind of like oversells what you're doing essentially which again Mm -hmm. I think goes back to what you're saying of like why does it need to like why did why like we're all working together for these tech companies like who's entitled to say that they yeah it's either you're supporting the product or you are the product but one cannot function without the other right and I think too it's also just I think some of the criticism criticism as well that I've seen is people saying like oh, well, you're only saying that you work in tech because you feel like it gives you like an added edge above like X, Y, Z or oh, like- sure. Right. And well, I like, feel to like- work in tech and is I like- will be completely yeah, honest. Sorry. When I, when I like tell people what I do, I don't say that I work in tech. I say I work in customer success. I'm an account executive. That's what I do. If they want to know mm. more, I'll, I'll tell them more about my company. But- there are certain times and I'm being completely 100% transparent where I felt like I'm talking to someone who I feel like might look down on whatever my job is. And I will use the blanket statement that I work in tech. Yeah. And I, I think mean, that is a total human nature, like yeah. instinctual thing. And I don't think anyone should be getting like, I don't know, like, I, I don't think people, people shouldn't be freaking out about that because at the end of the day, it's like, again, that whole just definition of like, we work in the tech industry. Our roles aren't technical, but like we still do like, you know, as as you were saying, like we're still just as much a part of the process. And that to me, like that doesn't discredit any of like what the actual, you know, developers and engineers are doing. Yeah. And you know what, to your earlier point, I, like I, like I just stated, like, I always felt like this weird conflicting thing whenever I would like tell someone I work in tech, but like Uh, the reaction I get when I have said that I worked in tech, like I get why people say it because people always have this really distinct reaction when you say you work in tech. So I, I mean, maybe we should just stop valuing it that much. Like it's not like so many people work in tech. It's not like that special anymore. Um, and it's way more accessible, which I love. Like people like you and I who do not have technical backgrounds are like fully in these tech companies. Like it's way more accessible. And I think that's a good thing because it brings so many different perspectives and backgrounds to these roles. Um, what I do think is interesting because you, you say you work 
as a customer success or account executive. That makes sense to me why you say that versus tech, because there's no, my role is like so unique in customer experience and in the user facing part of like the tech world that there's nothing like, it's hard for me to compare what I do to like another role, if that makes sense. That's like outside Mm -hmm. of tech. Um, and whenever people ask me to specify, I'll just be like, Oh, I, I work with users. I solve problems for users. Like that's, you know, what I do. And I feel like there's also part of us that's like doubting ourselves a little bit because mm-hmm. we have this understanding of what tech was growing up and, but mm-hmm. what it is now, like there's a reason why these user facing teams are so closely aligned and collaborating with product and development teams. It's because mm-hmm. there's this really, 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 sorry, we're getting into like a whole different topic, but there's like this <laughs> really, really beneficial, like sweet spot. And like this, like it's like the secret sauce of good tech companies who value their users and their customers and their, the people that are actively engaging with their products and Mm -hmm. want that feedback that only user facing teams have. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I really do think it has to be that like one big harmonious thing. I mean, I do think it's problematic when you do have like, I think where it becomes problematic is especially like with the type of content that is being most like heavily criticized is that like it's misleading and it's not like an accurate representation of like whatever it is that you're seeing. So I feel like that's where it becomes kind of like a fine line. But in general, like you should feel entitled to say whatever you want about what it is that is your livelihood. You're the one who's dedicating your time to it. Why shouldn't you get to say like, this yeah. is what I do when it becomes like and comparison of like, bother- who does this, what better, yeah. or, like whatever that's doesn't, that's not valid, but like we're entitled it shouldn't to bother yeah. you. If someone else says they work in tech and they're a non-technical role, if, if that bothers you, like there's like a dip, there's a other problem happening. But yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting topic. There's a lot of nuance to it. I do think that people, again, just with all things need to maybe take it like a little bit less seriously and just let people live. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So switching topics, um, very like hard switch here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, we are going to talk about the Sydney Sweeney Instagram photos. Um, so basically to set this up, she was at some place somewhere in the country where she was celebrating a family member's birthday and she posted a photo um with is people were saying it's her dad I don't know if that was confirmation it was her dad or not but she posted a photo of like four or five people in it and the guy that they were celebrating was wearing a blue lives matter t-shirt that was like very apparent very obvious it wasn't even like there was no speculation it was clear what it was um and she posted that photo. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that. Um, oh, I'll just add this. In addition, I think there was other photos that resurfaced on other like family members' profiles where they were wearing like "Make 60 Great Again" hats, and it obviously was a play on like "Make America Great Again." I think if those truly, I think if those were the only pictures that had somehow surfaced, people would just be like, "Oh, they're just like being funny about it," which I don't that's not like funny to me, but like, I could see how some people at other parts of the country think that's funny. Um, but because of the blue lives matter shirt, um, it was confirmed, like they're not making fun of Trump. Like they are Trump supporters, unfortunately. So obviously the climate we're in the phase that we're in, 
like people want to know what you believe in and what you stand for. And when you present something to people that questions your viewpoints on human rights, people rightfully have the question that right, have the right to question your stance and who they support. Um, people want to know who they support. So that's what it comes down to when you're a public figure, it's unfortunate, but the world we live in now, human rights have become political statements and people want to know who they're supporting. That's just what it really comes down to. She basically posted a tweet um, and was just very defensive, just down, try to downplay it as much as possible. It was just like, you guys, this is ridiculous. I posted a photo and absurd conclusions were drawn about it. Like, for please like forget about it lol like happy birthday mom like just something like very light fluffy like dismissive is kind of what the vibe was mm-hmm. which obviously obviously pissed people off even more mm-hmm. so i have a lot to say about this but how do you what is your initial take on this oh i'll just say that there is a lot of uh conflicting opinions about this um i would say half the group feels let's everybody has a Trump or family member. Let's not cancel someone just because they have a family member. And the other half feel like you posted the photo, knowing what it meant. Mm-hmm. It starts to question things and we have the right to question it. Those are kind of yeah. the two camps right now. So where, mm-hmm. how do you feel about it? Yeah. I mean, I feel like Sydney Sweeney just like in general is a very like hot topic right now. Yeah. She like, I mean, cause I know there's been some other controversy of her as well. Like there was that whole article that came out of her basically being like, oh, yeah. I have to do all this to afford my lifestyle. And just like a lot of controversial, just like, okay, girl, like maybe let's reality check time. a little bit. Not the time. But I think, so when I saw like all of this, like coming out, I was like, okay, this is just like, I guess I'm just, like, a little bit confused as to, like, if you are a public figure and you have a PR team, how how are we at this point? Yeah. And yeah. I think that, like, to some yeah. extent, we've talked about this on the podcast before, yes, you're a public figure, you have, like, a certain sense of responsibility and just, you know, because your image is something that, like, people look up to and yada, yada, yada. Like, you do need to have, like, some sort of, like, filter on what it is that you are sharing with the world. Great. I also saw this comment that was like, we need to stop, you know, like celebrities are entertainers. We can't expect them to like have, you know, no, I whatever, yeah, whatever, I'm whatever. I'm so over that take. I think that there's a fine line in that because, you know, again, I think it's kind of like the comment you just said of like, okay, yeah, like we all have, like we all probably know people in our lives who are Trump supporters, whatever. Like, why would we cancel? her over that like I I understand that argument I don't know I just I'm just kind of like confused about it all I don't like her response to it I don't know why anyone let her have that response to it and I think oh I think she posted is why like why I think it's like Hmm. why it escalated to the level that it did okay interesting and I and and for me that makes me lean towards the side of like okay girl like you got to get it together like you have like a responsibility and you can't just be like that distasteful to I don't know people's opinions like so publicly on the note of what you just said as far as like the general statement of like there are entertainers like let's like not try to make them political figures I think you and I have talked about this for a long time on this podcast and I think where I'm at at this point is like you don't need to be a political figure 
but we are at this point where there are two camps there are mm-hmm. people who are for human rights and there are people who are against the human rights. And it doesn't have to identify with who's president, who's not president, but it does identify with political parties right now. You mm-hmm. don't have to agree with everything on the one side or the other side, but one stance, one side is for human rights and one side is not for human rights. And that's just as simple and as plain as it gets. There's no messiness in that. And mm-hmm. it's, it's you're with us or against this kind of thing. You Mm -hmm. don't need to identify as like a like liberal to be like, I'm pro human rights. You can have stances on human rights that, you know, are so fucked up to say, but like pro human rights and not identify with the Democratic Party. However, if you identify with the Republican Trump Party right now, you are making a statement and that's just Mm -hmm. what it is. So I'm just like, that's where I stand with this right now. So with that being said, my issue with this is that she posted that photo thinking it was not a problem. Mm -hmm. And I think that tells us everything we need to know about her. I think Mm -hmm. that's how I feel about it. I talked about this with my friends the other day. And like, as I was like talking about for context, like I have a whole side of my family that is very Republican. I have a family member who is very pro Trump. Like I would never, ever want to be like canceled for still having a relationship with that family member. Like Mm -hmm. that would be devastating. And like, I will always go to bat for people who have to deal with like the Trumper side of their family. However, would I ever in my goddamn mind post a photo with my family member wearing a shirt that was like Mm -hmm. literally anti-human rights? No, I would never do that. Mm -hmm. Also like Maybe she didn't know like the significance of what it means. Bullshit. We are so far past. There's no way. Like we're so far past that at this point, you know exactly what it means. There's no excuse for a mess up like that, except for that. Your brain didn't, didn't look at that and think that that's a problem, Mm -hmm. which I think that tells us everything we need to know. Agreed. Not saying cancel her. I'm not saying whatever, but I'm not a fan of hers anymore. And that's kind of how I feel about it. And I agree with you. The dismissiveness of her tweet. Yeah. That all we need to know as well. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Cherry on top. There's no way her PR team approved that. There's no no way. She, Mm -hmm. and the thing is like, if she posted that photo and had handled it differently over the tweet, she had room for redemption for, I'm sure with a lot of people, but Mm -hmm. because of that, like I, I, yeah, I, it kind of sealed her fate a little bit, which is unfortunate. Um, but Mm -hmm. she's a gorgeous white woman. So I think she'll probably be fine. (laughs) And I'm not saying that she should be like fully canceled, but I think Mm -hmm. that like, I'm hoping like some, like I I have a feeling more will come from this. I think her PR team is probably like, shut Mm -hmm. the fuck up and sit down for a bit. Yeah. And we'll come back to this. Like once Mm -hmm. it's died down a little, like there's so much in the news right now. It's like, she's lucky that a lot of this is probably getting glossed over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just can't imagine that photo was that important to like put that out on the internet. And like she yeah. did it to herself. Yeah. Like she put it out there. It's not like she got caught doing something. She posted it to her mm-hmm. Instagram. And then, I don't know what she thought yeah. was going to happen. Yeah. So I'm with you. I'm with you. Is that all we have to say about that? Yeah. Sorry. That fires me up. All right. Switching topics to again, you know, what's funny about all of these topics is that they, for the most part, like seem very like unimportant and shallow but then when you get to like the core of it like they're pretty heavy they're pretty serious <laughs> um, switching gears we're going to talk about young gravy mm-hmm. and sherry 
at the VMAs together. Mm-hmm. Um, for context, this is Addison Ray's mom. Um, her mom and her dad have been making a lot of news, receiving a lot of public attention because they had a very, very public break, like split up. I assume they're getting divorced. Um, the father basically like went totally, he's gone totally rogue on social media. He's out of his goddamn mind. Mm-hmm. He was dating like a girl that was like so much younger and like she thought like there was a there's like a lot of messiness all you need to know is that the dad is just fucking crazy um and everybody was like what about sherry what about sherry and they're all like on social media and stuff um and then there were a lot of jokes about young gravies like known i like know nothing about this guy but like Mm -hmm. i know i watched his like episode with bffs and he basically just like is known for like going for milfs like he likes like older women um and like that's his like whole game um and so he like was like i think they were like joking around on social media like sherry and him um i i I don't really know but then all of a sudden they were at the vmas together okay Okay. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't know who Young Gravy is. All I know of Young just Gravy like some is rapper. what I've seen in the recent news. Um, I mean, I think the whole situation itself is just like you said, a hot mess. And they were like I macking on each other. Yeah. No, like, there's a video yeah. of someone like presenting and they're in yeah. the background literally just making out. Mm-hmm. Like it's not My just for God. like no I don't even know I mean obviously there are all there are all of those comments that are like okay this is like a total PR stunt like what the heck is even going on sure it is but I just I think like when we get to like the core of this all I can think about how awful this is for Addison and all of the TikToks I've seen have just been like literally someone go check on her yeah her family like her mom and dad literally care more about being in the spotlight than like being a responsible and like stable parent to her I'm I'm pretty sure she like unfollowed all of them on social media I think about like her little brother who's very much at like an impressionable age and like I don't know I just think it's so sad that like the parents are like so obviously choosing like fame and headlines over like their family relationship and it's just wild to see how much like the narrative has changed especially like when I feel like Addison first became super famous and blew up like they were like a very like sweet and you know wholesome I wouldn't I don't know if wholesome is the right word but a very like put together family that like very much clearly relied on each other and I don't know I just think it's really sad and I think it's really gross and again just another like there have been a lot of comparisons to you know all the Britney stuff and mm-hmm. you know it's just sad to see fully agree I think there was shock value to a lot of it and now mm-hmm. it's people I think are are shifting gears and I think it's like oh shit Like, this is really fucked up. Like, as much as this is entertaining, like, it is entertaining to see, like, the mom with, like, this young, like, hot guy, whatever, that's, like, known for going for MILFs. I just, at the end of the day, this is, like, a family that's been torn apart. Um, It's been blasted on social media. And, like, these are someone's parents. Mm -hmm. Like, the parents are acting like teenagers on social media. And, like, they're famous only because of their daughter. And, like, Mm -hmm. even, like, the brothers aren't doing this shit. Mm -hmm. Like, that are younger than, younger than them. Like, 
I just, it's so hard with divorce because I think you generally really start to like for, I think for a lot of people, when your parents get divorced, like no matter the age, it's the, it's the moment where you're like, oh, these are humans. Like these are the, these are my parents, but my parents are also individual people. Your parents like signed up to be parents and to Mm -hmm. like protect you and like put you first. And like, she's barely in her twenties. Like what is she like? I think she's like 21, right? She's like yeah. really, she's yeah. like very early twenties for she sure. Like got famous at like 18 or 19. Like she has not, she's not this like full grown, full developed adult where like her family's doing this. Like this mm-hmm. is like still happening at a very, very formative age in her life. And she has younger brothers that are watching this happening, thinking that they're just like lesser and un- more, like not as important as any of this. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I don't know. I'm obviously like my empathy is like kicking in and like, you don't have to have divorced parents to think this is super fucked up. But like, I just like, I like hope that like, she's like in a very healthy relationship with her boyfriend because like, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine how she feels right now. And like, I don't know. I, I, w- in the interview with young gravy, he's just like some rapper. I don't know. No mm-hmm. one can really like understand who he is. Even in the podcast, mm-hmm. they were kind of like, who the fuck are you? Mm hmm he's young I don't remember how old he is but like, he's young um and I'm like I understand that like this is like funny to you but like you have to know that you're engaging with someone mm-hmm. like you're engaging in a situation that's actively hurting other people yeah and it's like obviously it's not like him doing it but it's like you're participating in it mm-hmm. yeah and then part of me thinks this is fucking baller so I don't no, like mm-hmm. part of me is kind of like okay pop off sherry like go do your mm-hmm. thing like i don't care who you're dating like i think he's like i don't mm-hmm. know how old is he let's look it up i don't know i just think though that like she could be like dating him and she could be like doing it in a way that like doesn't completely just like destroy the image no, of addison it's and, only like, for com- pr That's right the thing, it, is, well, like, they're not actually dating. They may like, up, but right but it's also too just like i don't know like it, it's it's the Part of me that's torn between he's 26. So like, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. There's I don't know. Me- Sorry, go ahead. No, you can go. You can go. I was just say part of me is torn because I'm like always want to like, obviously like divorce is tough. Yeah. And somehow it it just seems as mm-hmm. though like the like women in the, the divorce always end up hurting the most. And so like the women in me is kind of like, fuck yeah. Like this is like mm-hmm. hilarious. Like what a PR move. But the overwhelming part of me is this is fucked up. Like you should right. like this is I just none think- of this is as important as being a mom to your children right, right now. Right. I and mean, they're hurting as well. Like, yeah. yes, a divorce obviously is devastating for the couple, but it sounds like that shit was over a while ago. Mm-hmm. This is probably very new information to the children. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's a lot of I mean, I just think that like she can have that like woohoo like go sherry moment without it being at the expense of addison and i think yeah. the issue with yeah. all of this You're is that it right. is at the expense of addison You're absolutely and like right. i really really hope that like addison has you know some other people in her life who are like a strong support system that she yeah. clearly is not getting from her parents or her Either family one. at all um she unfollowed yeah. her mom like on social media which yeah. like tells you everything you need to know like she's and they were not like best okay friends yeah they podcast together i don't know yeah it's just like the pr you're absolutely right the pr move is like not worth the damage this is doing to your children yeah um it's gross like it's, it's so yeah. gross and sad they were also just like so gross with each other and like it was very uncomfortable for me to watch mm-hmm. the clips of them 
I don't know, man. I just, I feel for Addison and, um, mm-hmm. Sherry girl, we're all rooting for you, but this was not it. This was, yeah. and she's going to, and you know, she's going to look back on this and know that this was not okay. Like this yeah. was a bad decision. I like, mean, I think she probably knows right now that this is not okay, but she's still doing it. I don't know. I think she might be like caught up in all of it. Like the PR, like the, the attention surrounding her mm-hmm. and everybody being like pro Sherry because her husband, yeah. her ex-husband's like a fucking psychopath. Like, I think it's probably getting to her a little bit. And she was like, this will be such a funny PR yeah. move. And it's like. Yeah, but you're I mean, I guess putting your I family think, on blast, like right. I think it's like the fact that it is like, like her tweets and her like Instagram comments and her little things. That's where I'm like, oh, I haven't seen any of that. What? What is like, she it'll, saying? Like it'll be like little rebuttals, like her and whatever the dad's name is, like back and forth, being like, like subtweeting each other and like passive aggressive, like whatever. And it's like, are you twelve? Social media, like it's oh, gross. Man. I'm like, I don't care if you thought that this was, like, maybe a good PR stunt that you just, like, needed to, like, boost your ego or whatever. Like, grow up. Yeah, no, no. Oh, and also because it is just a PR move, like, there's no shot that these two are in a relationship. Um, They may hook up, but, like, there's no shot that they're in a relationship. Like, given that it is all for PR, it's just, like, yeah, you're, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this isn't like the same thing at all, but like we all knew that Kim and Pete weren't going to be a forever thing. Oh my Kim God. Was doing whatever tea. the fuck she wants. That got glossed over. Her, real her quick. family was fine. Yeah. Her family, like, I don't know. It, it, it just to me, I'm like, not that the Kardashians are an example of. No, but know, like, but you know, yeah. I just grow. I can't. I can't. Yeah. Well, on the note of hot topic women in the media. Um, there has been some really wild updates to the don't worry, darling saga. So Mm -hmm. I'll give you the breakdown. Yes. This will be good for me as well. Yes. So, um, basically we have Olivia Wilde who is producing this movie. Don't worry, darling. We have Shia, sorry. We have Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, um, and other very notable actors and actresses in it um, that are starring in it. There was rumors that Florence Pugh and Harry Styles were hooking up or were together, whatever the whatever they were. And then Olivia Wilde, there's rumors that Olivia Wilde casted Harry specifically because she had a crush on him. There's rumors that she did a bunch of shady shit to kind of ice out Florence Pugh so she could get with Harry Styles. Again, this is a lot of speculation. Obviously, we're never going to have this confirmed. Um, But what has been confirmed is that there is absolutely some drama, like up until this point, there has been some drama between Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles. We know this because Florence Pugh has not posted or done any PR for this movie. None. But she's done PR and other stuff for other movies that she's in around the same time. So without saying anything, Florence has made it very clear where she stands with mm-hmm. all of this. The, the most recent update, which is really fucking crazy. Shia LaBeouf was originally cast in this movie. And I think he was in Harry Styles' role. I don't really know. He was some main character in the movie. Um, and there, prior to this news breaking... She had told people she fired Shia LaBeouf for protection of Florence Pugh. And apparently, again, this is all like hearsay, but apparently Florence, or sorry, 
Olivia Wilde has always has been a very a notable outspoken feminist. And so her firing Shia LaBeouf when all of his accusations happened and like protect, like, you know, looking to protect Florence, like they're there. The picture had been painted that she fired him and was protecting Florence and was this, you know, feminist or whatever. Turns out Shia LaBeouf left on his own free will. Mm. And we know this because there are literal receipts mm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. he posted. So he shared and he wrote an email and shared a bunch of receipts. I've not read the email. I've not read all of the receipts. Basically all I've seen are recaps. And I watched the video that Olivia Wilde recorded and sent to Shia LaBeouf, basically throwing Flo under the bus and like kind of begging him to come back. And that is a fucking plot twist. I, And you know what's so ironic about this is that I literally was having a conversation with my roommate and I was like, I don't like Olivia Wilde. I've never been a fan of hers prior to to Harry and everything. However, it's really sad that this female producer who's, you know, seems to be really good at what she does. The only conversation surrounding this incredible film is the drama between two women over a guy. I was like, Mm -hmm. that sucks. Like, that's like, I feel like we need to like reevaluate a little bit. Like, yeah, it's juicy shit because Mm -hmm. it's Harry and Flo and, and, um, and Olivia Wilde, like these are big names, but at the end of the day, it's really sad that the main conversations around this movie are two women getting pitted against each other and a man's involved. Yeah. But this kind of discredits that entire comment because She's a, she's a, she's a bit of talk and, and, and no action. She's mm-hmm. clearly saying one thing and doing another. Um, yeah. and she straight up lied. She straight yeah. up lied and she straight up got caught in a lie yeah. and there's undeniable proof of it. And that's, what's mm-hmm. really wild. Also, why in your goddamn mind would you record a video of yourself throwing one actor under the bus to a very controversial actor who was known for not being mentally stable? Why? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the dealio initial thoughts and feelings. I mean, this is like the first I'm really hearing about all of this. I feel like I've been getting the tricklings in of like bits and pieces, but like I hadn't put the full picture together. I don't even know what this movie's about. I don't know. It's like a psychological thriller. Okay. The thing is, Um, no one really knows what it's about. If that makes sense. Like, you you don't know kind of what's happening yet. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess my initial thoughts are, like, I think the only way she's, like, gonna, quote, unquote, like, get out of this or, like, do any, like, I guess, um, what's the right word? Like, damage control. Like, I think she just needs to, like, outright just, like, own up to her lie. Like, because I don't really see how you can get out of this. And, like, clearly, like, if there are receipts, I've seen the video, like, you got caught and I just think it's like such a shame like again like you were saying like you know I don't know like I'm sure it it's tough to be this like is a not... woman producer like in Hollywood yeah. like you know this is not a win win for the woman like this um, sets us back yeah I don't know and I I'm sure think... there's more to the story I'm sure oh, there for is sure. For sure. I, I think it's smart that Olivia hasn't said anything yet I'm sure her team is working to kind of come back with their own receipts mm-hmm. of everything 
I just think that the fact that like Shia LaBeouf made a point of like yeah. literally contacting a reporter to like mm-hmm. say his side of the story when he's like already a very, very, very disliked human being says mm-hmm. a lot. Like he was right. like, listen, I know the world hates me, but like, I'm not going to have, but this. I still have yeah. to like make this publicly. Known. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think like the fact that he like felt the need to like go to suck such lengths to like yeah. put that out into the universe. I just can't believe he said the video like that. I know. Oh my God. When I saw a video, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's sad. It, it's a really sad situation. Um, apparently book smart which was her first movie she produced was really good have you seen it mm-hmm. no i've never seen it um but i've only heard good things about it so there was a lot of hype over this movie mm-hmm. um it still may be incredible um mm-hmm. it's obviously a hot topic because harry styles is a hot topic mm-hmm. and it's his first like feature film where he's like in a full like main role acting like not just yeah. like, a side character so um yeah, yeah. I, there's speculation that he didn't do a great job and that his acting skills weren't great. But again, like, we'll wait and see. Um, there's also people are like, is this going to hurt the film or is this going to mm-hmm. help the film? Because no PR is bad PR. Like, right. even if it's controversial PR, sometimes it gets people to go yeah. make the decision for themselves. Um, I will be seeing the film and I don't know if I'll see it in theater, but I do want to see it because it just seems like a cool plot. But mm-hmm. um Quite frankly, I don't give a shit about either any of them. All, mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Harry Styles. Like, yeah. I'm not not a Harry Styles fan, but I'm not like a Harry. I wouldn't identify as a Harry Styles fan. I like Same. Florence Pugh. Don't love yeah. her. And I actively dislike Olivia Wilde. Yeah. So um, <laughs> to me, it's like it's more so just like the tea of it all. But yeah. like, I don't actually really give a shit about any of them. Yeah. So. Honestly, same. I mean, like, I really liked Florence in Little Women, but I think that's, like, the only thing I've ever seen her in. But I I don't know. I also don't really consider myself, like, an active Harry Styles fan. I did see this interesting thing on TikTok, though, that this woman was just, like, I think Harry Styles is, like, way too close to, like, overexposing himself. And, like, I think he needs to, like, take a step back. And I was, like, honestly, I agree. Like, I'm he is on tour though. People, people like what is he gonna comfort- do? No, but then she's saying like as soon as it's done and like whatever this he movie, she's like, like he needs to like chill the fuck out. I one hundred percent agree with that. He has like a low key residency at MSG. What he like? He's here for like half of the month. Apparently, he has like sixteen shows or something. Holy shit! Okay, like, I had no idea. I'm gonna send you this video. I thought it was a very interesting take. I, and I I'm was sure like, I would agree with it because yeah. he does feel like he's everywhere you look. Yeah, like literally everywhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's really grinding on the tour. I I, I don't know why he's doing so many concerts in New York. I, I have mm-hmm. no idea. And the tickets are like the same price every night. It's not like they're cheaper because of it. Interesting. So like, I don't think you. My one of my friends is going, and she like couldn't get a t- a ticket cheaper than like one forty, and she's wow. she's going by herself. Because she oh. it was the it was a like a lonesome like cheap ticket she could buy. Wow, so, that's kind of wild. I mean, like pop off Harry, but yeah. So no, I agree with you. He feels like he's kind of everywhere, and it's like, oh, you're right. maybe feeling like a two. Right, and she was saying like it's getting available. to the point where like that's when you start like that's when people start to poke holes, and that's when people start to like can- Catch not you cancel, but like that's when people start to kind of like take a step back and be like whoa 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 yeah whoa. Let's, yeah you're let's, over you know so i don't know i thought that was interesting okay well let's end on a positive note some very exciting news 
we have received confirmation that Miss Taylor Swift will be releasing an album October 21st of this year. Huge. Huge. Um, it's apparently a compilation of songs that she wrote in the middle of the night. Um, and the speculation is that these are going to be from very, like, notable mm-hmm. days. Um, so, like, the night after, like, Kanye, like, stole her thunder. Um Mm-hmm. The after the Kanye and Kim drama, like there is a lot of um, speculation. Apparently, she's releasing it on Kim Kardashian's birthday. Mm. I don't know if I would go that far to be like that's on purpose. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, but her outfit at the VMAs was absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, it was um, definitely an ode to "Look What You Made Me Do" music video. So now there's speculation that that might be re-released soon. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm. It's it's kind of surreal. It's it's wild. Mm-hmm. She's like totally shifting gears. Like this, I have a feeling it's going to sound very different than folklore and Evermore. Yeah, and, and all of me that. Too. So me too. Um, yeah, I feel like this is just very on brand for her. I would expect nothing less. Personally, I'm excited because I really wasn't here for the Evermore folklore era. Yeah, it was I very kind of different. just like tuned that all out. Um, so like I'm hoping that it will be more like reminiscent of like her older, poppier, lighter stuff, which is, you know, what I consider Taylor Swift to be um yeah. in my life. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's like kind of soon, like kind of yeah. wild. Um, what? Yeah, I. There's obviously the Easter egg hunting has begun. Mm-hmm. People are going crazy on the internet. I, you and I have talked about this. We mm-hmm. don't, we don't engage no. in it. Like we'll just enjoy the music when it comes out. Um, but it's funny because I literally was like, I saw her video that she posted, um, her like little like video to Blackpink's new song, Pink mm-hmm. Venom, um, which is such a good song. But yeah. um, I saw that and I was like, oh, she's going to the VMAs. I was like, she doesn't mm-hmm. like, A, she like doesn't really go to award shows anymore and B, like the VMAs, like yeah. that's like not even that important. Like why is yeah. she going to the VMAs? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when I, my, I, my roommate texted me and I was like, it all makes sense now. Yeah. She had 100%. every single little yeah. tiny bit of this planned out for her. She knew she was going to win that award. Mm-hmm. She knew she was going to announce it today. Like everything. Yeah. Like I just, I do love that. I love how mm. intentional she is about everything. She's a mastermind storyteller. She's a genius. She constantly is evolving and keeping us on our toes. I cannot even imagine the pressure that she feels but I'm loving it. So yeah, that's that. Very excited. Woo-hoo! Yay. Alrighty. So that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's like not even everything we had written down, but we'll leave on, we'll leave it on that positive note. Yes. Um, I think that's a good, a good place to yeah. rein it all in. Um, lots of, lots of food for thought, lots of things yeah. happening in the world, some mm-hmm. important, some not so important stuff. Um, but Yeah. Yeah. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at basically anxious pod so you can stay up to date and never miss an episode. But until next week, we will talk to you guys all later. Bye. Bye.